Okay, you saw the title and it says it all. So this episode, I'm giving you a walkthrough of what a typical job as a computer operator may look like. So I'm letting you know the ins and outs. I'm letting you know what the computer operator role may consist of. I'm letting you know who this role may be suitable for. And I'm also going to let you know what should be your goal as for your next steps after you get that computer operator role. So stay tuned. Don't forget to click like. Please subscribe and click that notification bell. Welcome to Debt Free and IT. My name is Mike. This podcast is for anyone who's looking to get in the IT field, whether you're looking for a career change or you're just interested in technology. So if you know someone that this may interest, please share this episode with them and have them to like and subscribe also. So you've been putting in resumes all over the place. You finally get a call back. You go in for an interview. You knock it out of the park. Now it's come time, to you, time for you to start your first day as a computer operator. So let's go over what this computer operator role may consist of. So as a computer operator, you're basically what I like to call the first line of support, depending on if your company have you to take calls or if you're just doing basic operations. So you're also responsible for those day-to-day operations, hence computer operations, which some of those operations or things that you do during your shift may be some of the following Um Monitoring your data center for any issues. So you may have a walkthrough that you do every hour or every two hours where you're walking through, looking, making sure everything is still running properly. You're going to be checking on the temperatures because usually if you have a lot of hardware, then you're going to need the temperatures to be pretty cool. You're going to be checking on the temperatures. You're going to be making sure that there's no, no leaks anywhere, no liquids, no water leaks or anything like that. Also, you're going to be checking to see if there's any issues with the hardware. So they're going to walk by basically looking at the lights on the systems. So usually we all know that green is good, red is bad. So any red lights or blinking amber lights, you're going to report that to the appropriate team, uh, depending on who owns that piece of equipment. So you're going to be doing that every hour. Then also you're going to be keeping track of who's going in and out of your data center. So in data centers, usually you're going to be working with a lot of vendors. So vendors, you know, they may come up on a, you, usually you're not going to be the one to schedule that for them to come. So you may, you may be unaware of them coming to the data center, but usually once they get there to the data center, you know, you're going to have to basically do like a little checking in where you may, uh, you know, may ask them where they're coming from or what they're coming to do. And then usually it's going to be some kind of, um, upper IT person that may be, aware of them coming who may be already down there to meet that person or you know they may call you and let you know that this person should be coming to the site today that it's okay for them to go in and do whatever they need to do so basically you'll have them sign in then you have them sign out whenever they leave out then also you're going to be running backups so if you have systems in your enterprise that have um, different backups that you may need to run then usually that falls on the computer operator if those backups aren't set to some sort of automatic backup. So basically, you're going to be running those backups, which maybe have to be ran at a certain time or maybe a couple of times a day at a certain time. So you'll be the one running those backups. Then also, if you're taking help desk calls, usually you may be also helping end users with smaller issues. So a so smaller issue could be anything as small as a keyboard not working, 
or it could be a mouse not working and you're able to go up and replace a mouse or replace a keyboard. Then it may be some simple application issues uh, such as having to restart an application or having to uninstall and reinstall. It could be something simpler as, as simple as that. Or it could be uh, password resets. So you're usually going to be taking a, a couple of calls if you're doing calls also, which is good because it makes you more well-rounded and it gets you used to that enterprise that you're at. And it gets you comfortable with helping other users because, like I said, as you go up the totem pole, pretty much you're still doing a lot of support. Then also... As with those issues, if you come across an issue you're not able to fix, that's when you have to escalate those issues to the appropriate team for them to look at. So if you're working um, a third shift, this may mean you submitting a ticket to that team then uh, for them to look at the next day. Or if it's something urgent, you may have to call that person. Usually you'll have an on-call list, so you may have to call that person. And one other good thing about the computer operator role is that you're able to see, you know, who's on call and what each department does, does which I'll go into a little bit later. But the gist of it, you may be escalating those calls to higher levels. So if it's urgent, you have to call, wake someone up if you're on third shift. Usually if they're there, then you can just send an urgent ticket, maybe call the office, let them know that, hey, I got a ticket in for this situation. Uh, may need you to take a look at. So that's the gist of where the computer operator role may look at. So let's go into some other factors with the computer operator role. But before we move forward, if you're finding value in this episode, please click like or subscribe. If you're listening to Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts, please leave me a review. Or whatever podcast form you're listening on, please leave me a review. It helps out the channel. Any kind of likes or subscribes helps out the channel to grow also. So let's look at who a computer operator or what this role, who, what type of person that this may be suitable for. So first of all, it's going to be suitable for anyone who's trying to get their foot into the door. So usually it doesn't matter if you had a, um, a CCNA, a Network Plus, a Set Plus, a computer operator role is a good way to get your foot in the door. So even if you got those certs, I know that those certs calls for a higher salary. Maybe if you're not having any luck landing that entry-level security spot or the entry-level networking, then usually you might want to start applying for a help desk, a computer operator, or a desktop just to get your foot in the door. Because usually once you get your foot in the door, you may be able to move up to whatever role that you have your certification to later on after you've gotten a little bit of enterprise experience. So like I said, the job this job is suitable for anyone who's trying to get their foot in the door. Uh, it's a good starting point for beginners because, like I said, it helps you understand how an enterprise environment is operated. So you're able to look at the different departments, especially if as you have to call them and wake them up at night. So it helps you to look at and see, oh, this person does this or this team does this. The network team usually gets called for this. So it helps you to know what job you may want to try to move into or where you may want to move up to because you're seeing you're the one that's calling these folks, letting them know different issues. So you you kind of know what everyone does and you know what issues they take care of and what teams that they support. So this is going to help you to figure out where you want to be in a couple years or where you want to be in a couple months. So like I said, it's a good starting point for beginners. Helps you understand how an enterprise environment is operated. If you have a customer service background, usually this is a good position for you also because 
as well as doing operations, you're dealing with a lot of people. You're dealing with your own IT people, your, your IS department people. You're dealing with those people and you're dealing with end users. You're helping them over the phone to resolve issues. So you're dealing with a lot of personalities. So usually if you had a customer service background and you're pretty decent with customer service, usually you'll do pretty good in this position because like I said, you have to learn everyone's personality. You have to learn who likes what, and especially when you're waking them up in the middle of the night. You know, some people you can call and wake up. They're nice and cordial. Some people you call and wake up. It sounds like you woke up a monster. So like I said, if you had a customer service background, then usually this will be good for you also. Then, like I said, it's possible to land this role without any back IT background or experience because, like I said, it's customer service heavy. So it's very possible without no IT background, but you have an interest in IT. Let's say that you're studying for a certification or let's say you're enrolled in for some type of IT degree. Then knowing that you're working towards that degree or working towards that certification you may be able to get you hired in at this level. So like I said, it's good for the, it's possible to land without an IT background or experience. And then now let's talk about what should be your goal uh, of this. After you get this job, what should be your next goals? So like I said, your goal should be to look at what teams that you have to call and look at what each team does and see what you may like, see what you think is more suitable for you, uh, and then see what it takes to get to that position. So you're already on the inside, so one thing to do, you can start networking with people on the teams that you want to get moved towards. So if you want to move in on the networking side, contact the networking boss, let them know that you're interested in learning networking, uh, see if you could come up just to see what they do. You know, see, just you want to get on their radar. If you like server, you know, you want to contact the server uh, manager, let them know you're interested. In it. Let them know, ask them what type of uh, direction he think you should go. You know, what certs he look for. He may say, uh, you need this uh, VMware cert or whatever. So VCP. You So that lets you know what you need to work towards. If you're going for networking, he may say, hey, I need you to have a CCNA. So that lets you know what to work for. If you're going for security, he may say, hey, I need you to have that security plus. That lets you know what to start working for. So like I said, it's, um, it helps you network with the higher departments. And then, like I said, you're able to see what roles you want to do. And then this will help you out to move forward. And as always, like I said, never burn no bridges. Uh, try hard not to burn no bridges because usually in this field, sometimes... Uh, it may not be what you know, but it may be who you know to give you that chance. So, like I said, try not to burn no bridges. As long as you're a good, good person to work with, got a good rapport, then usually you'll do pretty good. You'll move up. So, like I said, hopefully this episode has been helpful. Like I said, it's coming towards the end. Like I said, uh, you can follow me on IG, Debt Free and IT. Same thing on TikTok, uh, as well as I'm also on LinkedIn Learning. I'm on, I mean, not LinkedIn Learn. I'm on LinkedIn, Michael Bowden. You can follow me on there also. Hit me up, say what's up. Hopefully these episodes are um, valuable to you or you're getting something from it. Like I said, if you have any questions or comments, please shoot me an email, debtfreeNIT at gmail.com. Other than that, I'll see you in the next episode. Peace.